Hey everyone, good morning. This is Mike Sherrick. This is Bob Pontarelli. And this is Into the Gap. Bob's sitting in for Jason Hill today, so that's a blast from the past. My original partner's back. Yo, Bobby! Wow. What's happening, man? Awesome. Great to be back, and uh, what's happening? So many things, you know. Yeah. Where do we start? Well, (laughs) the first thing we're going to start with, there's there's two things. Number one, I'm driving here, right? Yeah. And I, I see this sign for Jet's Pizza. Right. And I see these advertisements. Get original Detroit pizza. Uh-huh. We live in freaking Chicago, people. <laughs> Why would you want that drug well, from Detroit? Well, we've got California Pizza Kitchen yeah. and that kind of thing. God, so. projectile vomit me. We live in the pizza freaking capital of the world. True. Listen, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to New York because that's a whole different ball game, you know? Right. And their pizza out there is pretty cool, too. Yeah. But between New York and Chicago, there's no other pizza. So shut up. Detroit pizza, get out of here. Jets pizza, <laughs> shut up. I hate those commercials. I hate Detroit. I live there. It's a hole. You lived in Detroit? I lived in Detroit. Out? I lived in Clarkston, which is a suburb of Detroit. Wow. It's like on the edge of Detroit. It's a hole. The whole the whole eastern part of Michigan, you know what you should do? Get to Lansing, drop a bunch of Caterpillar D10 bulldozers, yeah. drop the blade, and roll east. Push right. the whole thing into the lake and just get it over with. Move wow. it into Windsor. Have wow. it become part of Canada. It's, whole, it's horrible. Wow. Anyway, so anyway, I'm on a roll today. You know why? This is our last show, people. We're done. <laughs> it's all over. It's over. Ball game. It's the last show. No, I, I really. We're gonna. We're gonna. This is really gonna be our our last show. And and Jason knows. And and Jason's on vacation. And uh, it's it's just time. It's. Uh, we're going to get into it throughout the day why we're shutting it down, but that's one of the reasons I want to mm-hmm. have Bob here too. So this is the last show of Into the Gap. This is not the last conversations we're going to be having. This I'm actually no, declaring this is actually the beginning of the what's next, and we'll talk about that in the last yeah. segment. But anyway, one of the things I want to do when Bob was here, he had this. The first segment was always dedicated to this thing he did called de- uh, uh, documentation of existing conditions, right? Which usually made me just about wet myself and <laughs> or become enraged. Well, I- and so, yeah. So, would you please I, take over, my friend? All right. Well, you know, documentation of existing conditions was born out of the construction industry and our Which we were both part of. Yeah. Which we were both part of. And that basically, you know, we, we kind of felt that we should call what, what what might be a news segment documentation of existing conditions in the hopes of being objective. Yeah. At the same time, both of us can't resist picking <laughs> on this stuff. So, I kind of, you know, I'm coming from looking for whatever can apply to what Mike will talk about later in the show, which is which is how the show was born, which is yeah. from a, a certain conflict that is beyond this dimension. So, uh, first story is Berlin Film Festival scrapping oh, act, yeah they're they're scrapping the terms actor and actresses in an attempt to be more gender sensitive. Now, I came to this article, <laughs> I came to this article through Paul Craig Roberts, who's oh, a patriot my. and a terrific well because uh, we human have to being. be more gender neutral, right? Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> you know the, they say in the article about the you know defending the decision to host a physical event, organizers said the lively relationship with the audience is an important unique feature of festivals in times of the corona pandemic has become even clearer that we still require analog experience spaces in the cultural realm which doesn't even mean anything it doesn't make any sense it sounds like word salad dude absolutely yeah Yeah. and so uh, what what paul craig roberts has to say about this is really great he says that uh note that the meaning of gender sensitivity is the denial of gender the woke idiots do not explain how denying the existence of gender is being sensitive to gender. One would think that being sensitive to gender would require the recognition of gender. Yes. 
would you think I was being sensitive to you if I denied your existence? Yeah. So, well, Bob, this is this is the whole wordplay that the left does, and one of the things, you know, behind this this whole striving for equality. Yes. What it's striving for is sameness. Absolutely. And what sameness does is remove our personal sovereignty. Yes. Individualism. Absolutely. Which is an attack on freedom, people. Correct. All right. Yes. And I really want to call out uh, to the audience, if you want to learn a little bit more about this subject, you want to find uh, Antonio Gramsci, who was who basically said- What's that? Antonio Gramsci? Anto- Antonio He's going to have to change his name he, because it's too ethnic. He, he was, and so <laughs> yeah. he needs he, to, we're going to call him Tony Grandy. Yeah, okay? right. T- right. Yeah, right and so he, his basic, he was a Marxist theorist of the 1940s and 50s. Yeah. Uh, actually earlier than that. But he basically said, you know, Stalin, Stalin's idea, mm-hmm. Stalin says, you know what, to have, what we want to do to impose totalitarian communism is we want to, we want to have revolution yeah. and bump everybody off. Yeah. And then uh, have our order of things, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. Well, Gramsci comes along and says, no, 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 that's not how you do it. How you do it is you re-educate the population. Mm-hmm. You get everybody to make, you know, be what they're being right now, basically, mm-hmm. which is, let's say, be a Black Lives Matter is a Marxist you know, organization well, and first, people don't even know it. First you take over the, the educational institutions for yes. the last 15 years, right. professor, correct? Right. And you get those people yeah. to vote you in office and then you kill all the resistors yes. and yes. get rid of those people. Yes. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah. So going on, speaking of Detroit, I'm going to skip that. Well, real quick, there's a great article. My lovely wife, Cindy sent me about, uh, making the case for low tech, dumb cities instead of smart cities. I know. Yeah, and uh, it was a great article, and and really it draws attention to the reality. Another great thing I'd like to just put out there is if you ever seen the movie Brazil, Terry Gilliam's film, yeah, it's basically a dystopian take on technocracy, which is what smart cities really stand to become in the event that people put their faith in in that system, you know. But brother, how did we start this show? What was what were the what were the things we were staying against? Comfort and convenience, right? Yep. And what does freaking technology addict us to? Comfort and convenience. Exactly. Oh, let me dial up on my smartphone. Yeah. To s- someone to bring me right. some compound right. chicken yeah. in my house where I don't have to get off my butt right. because there's going to be an app at, that at- has some Man bun wearing dude show right. up with a bag of wearing sanitary gloves with a right. bag of yeah food made all at four in the morning with your bong still smoking with my bong still smoking <laughs> yeah. yes exactly yeah. so yeah. the the other one speaking of Detroit this is Detroit Detroit firearm instructors unite to give nineteen hundred and thirty eight women free shooting skills I thought this was an inspiring story actually yeah. and so the program was started by this guy Hector. Rick Ector, mm-hmm. who was watching a local story in the news about a woman's lifeless and naked body being found in a deserted field. And the first year he did it, which was very recently, yeah. he had like, you know, a couple of hundred women. And this year it was like doubled. Yeah. Okay. And in a two day period. And he, so this guy, in my opinion, is really a local hero. What is Black Lives people- Matter doing for that? Anything? Are they addressing that problem? I would say probably not, not much because they don't yeah, do anything. I, they just I would say they not. just riot peaceful. I'm sorry, pre- peaceful yeah. protests. Yeah. Here's another one in the in the sense of the earlier yeah. versions. So black bear kills unarmed woman in unprovoked <laughs> attack. Bear spray fails. Gun works. So this this is a true story. It's terrible actually. It's a 44 year old mother of two was on the on a satellite call in Saskatchewan with her oh, father. I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. And this bear unprovoked black bear mm-hmm. just attacks this woman, and 
um, kills her yeah. instantly. Yeah. And then the father, uh, her husband rather, comes out with a, a bear spray. Yeah. And the the bear became even more violent. Kind of like a taser. And and so the, the whole the whole gist of the story is yeah. basically is that Canadian gun control laws mandate that that you have to keep your ammunition and your gun separate and locked in a separate container. That's a great idea. So uh, what they're basically questioning is what what if he had the gun ready? Would yeah. would he have been able to save his wife and so forth? This is right. a 250 pound bear that was apparently not hungry. His belly was full of blueberries. Then finally, the totalitarian future the globalists want for the entire world is being revealed. This I would like everyone to look at the guy by the name of Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith, and he does just a fan. We, well, we, he was going to be on our show, one of the shows. Yeah. We had had him scheduled. Yeah, he was one of the first on. guys. Yeah. 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 And, and we're still going to interview him. Yeah. And we should interview him at length because he's an amazing guy. He's yeah. probably in his 30s, I would say. And I don't mean to, you know, like plug mm-hmm. people in their age group, but I mean, for a young guy, he's yeah. a fantastic writer yeah. and somebody who is really looking at what's going on. So let me just bullet point, you know, what I got out of all this. Number one, We've got this angelic conflict we're in. Yep. Number two, we are fully under attack, a war on humanity yes. via a Marxist-Communist insurrection. This is a global war, and mm-hmm. this is what Brandon talks about in his yep. article. And most large corporations are complicit, Yep. and they must have us be at war with our own selves first and then with one another for them to succeed. Well, if and you that's look, what you and if, I are saying. If you look at what they've created, against. they've created black versus white, men yep. versus women, yep. gay versus straight. That's right. You know, Left versus right. All of that. Yep. So there's this Big constant versus small. Under, yeah, yeah. No, man, awesome. Thank you. Outstanding report on the documentation of existing <laughs> conditions, yes. which is foundational to the way the rest of the show is going to go. Um, yeah, man, I'm so glad you're here. It's Thank so you. cool. I'm really it reminds me of the early days we did, we, invited. when we had no clue what the hell we were doing, except open mic, say yeah. words, And be we crazy. had those like first three shows where yeah. I thought you were going to punch me in the head. Yeah, well, yeah. that's okay. That's, <laughs> I, I almost did. But anyway, we're, uh, we're getting really close to our first well, break. Mike's way bigger than me. Yeah, way bigger. Yeah. Uh, we're getting close to our first break. I uh, Everybody come back in two minutes. Listen to Jimmy Buffett, Pirates Look at 40, one nice. of my favorite songs. All right, we'll be back in two minutes. It's Mike Sherrick, Bob Ponerelli, and Into the Gap. See y'all. I've heard you call. Hey, we're back. This is Mike Sherrick with Bob Ponerelli and Into the Gap, and that's the Allman Brothers' One Way Out. I Good love morning. this song, man. Great song. So what I want to do in the second segment, Bob, is I want to look at... Um, I, 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 this week has been intense, I would say, right? Yep, it's yep. like it's like the operating tempo of life has been exponentially picking up lately, doesn't it? It's a quickening for sure. All the people yeah. call it a quickening. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's been intense, and there's a there's a number of things that have happened. The, the first thing, though, I, I want to talk about is uh, Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy I grew up with, a, a guy who lived two blocks away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were bros. We were uh, played ball together. You know, knew his parents. Mm. You know, he knew my parents. I mean, we lived two blocks away. Mm-hmm. He lived at East and 27th. I lived at Grove in 27th, right? Mm-hmm. He died. Mm. And, Same uh, age? You know, he, his birthday was uh, Thursday. Oh, wow. So he's actually a couple months younger than me. Wow. And uh, yeah, and, it, and I didn't, I haven't talked to him in, uh, it'll be two years in October was the last time I talked to him. And um, it, his name is John Blazek. We call him Lumpy. 
you know, and he was just a super guy, man. Everybody had a lumpy in their neighborhood. We exactly. Did. Yeah, we yeah. Did. This yeah. was this was our lumpy, and uh, lumpy was a big dude, man. He was strong, and he used to kick my ass until he couldn't kick my ass anymore. And then it changed. Okay. But we were roommates in college, and it was, you know, I've seen him without Oh, wow. His... You ended up being roommates in college? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were roommates. I've seen him without his pants on, which I think is really- <laughs> You I... had to say that? <laughs> I, think that's when, I think that's when you become bros, right? When you're sitting oh, right. there- okay. Yeah, you know, right. Up, sure. I saw your Johnson. Right. There's no- Keep, keep yeah, it real. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to acknowledge him. He was a great guy. Uh, you know, he lived a really fun life. Uh, and mm. it's over way too soon. And it, yeah, right. I haven't fully for sure. processed it yet. Yeah. Cause I don't, that's like, I, I don't, I always like work. Did you find out several days after the fact? No, no, or? I find out, I find out like the morning of the next day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, oh, so, sorry to hear that. So yeah, I want to, and then, and then the, the stuff that happened in Kenosha, and I really want to get your take on this. Yeah. So, you know, after 80 some days of peaceful protests, of course, you know, um, I, I, you know, I've been telling people, I said, listen, th- what's going to happen is eventually folks are going to say enough and then people will die, you know? And when this thing went down in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. that's like, that's like throwing a match on, you know, brown leaves. Yeah. You know, like Wisconsin, there's like nine guns to every dude in Wisconsin because everyone's a hunter, right? Right. And, um, and, and the night of the, the night the kid got, they killed the, those those people. I was I was reading stuff. I've got some old fraternity brothers and things that live in the Kenosha area, and, okay. and these guys were like getting ready. I mean, it was wow. it what the reason I bring this up is the result was predictable. Absolutely, it was it was the output of a system and a process that was being run. Yes, and to think anything other than that, yep, is foolish. Right, and so and and I and I think it's. And, and so whenever you bing, begin a process or a system, and this is the thing that ticks me off right. about the peaceful protesters. Yeah. Right? Because they start these protests, and then when anything goes wrong, they're like, oh, how can that happen? We were being peaceful. And I'm like, people, if you, that's just the absence of ownership. Well, let's be clear. Yeah. Let's be clear that that it has been proven over and over again, and most recently, yeah. in fact, it the uh, U.S. Marshal Special Forces mm-hmm. was out there, uh, either there or in Denver. I don't know which city. Yeah, and they basically nailed these guys who yeah. were quote unquote delivering food. Yeah, delivering food to now who's paying for the food? No, I know who's paying the protesters. You I, know these I, people are getting paid to be out there to do this stuff. Okay, this is and and but but we're all supposed to. I don't know what we're supposed to do, but well, I, I tell you, you and I are not watching CNN and going, here's okay, what we we'll need to do. We, pill. we need to, if it smells like bovine excrement, it's probably a pretty good chance it is. Yeah. And so, listen, I am all for people expressing their First Amendment rights in peaceful protest. Yeah. And listen, but a peaceful protest does not end with a, with a furniture store on fire. Right. That is not a peaceful protest, my friend. Correct. And it doesn't end with a group of human beings knocking down the windows of Macy's and yeah. leaving with goods or a, yeah. a what's the Don't, Gucci no, no, store? No, they're not leaving with goods. They're leaving with reparations. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then come and, and justify violence as yeah. reparation. Yeah. You lost me there, kids. Right. You know? That, right. But the thing that really bugs me, yeah. okay, is the, I was almost going to wear a Brian Urlacher jersey to celebrate him because he got excoriated and, and was, you know, counted out by the Bears, the team that he played for. 
Okay. Um, he basically said, listen, you know, Brett Favre played football when his dad died. You know, he says there's something of mm-hmm. when you when something happens, actually going about your business and taking care of business in the face of adversity. Okay. That would be called being a man. That would be called adulthood. That would be called being responsible. Yeah. And to, to see these NBA guys like walk off the court in protest for what happened in Kenosha. First of all, we don't know what happened in Kenosha. Right, we've got certain snippets. Oh, it's coming out. It doesn't look good, but there's, you know, and and but listen, whenever stuff like that happens, it's screwed up all across the board, and and we don't fully know. So any judgment beforehand is insane. That's why we have a justice system. Police are not set up to deliver justice. The court system is set up to deliver justice. Yeah. Right. So all you social justice warriors out there that are upset with the police department. It's not their job. It's not even that. The numbers, the numbers do not add up. In other words, there, there, there is not a disor- uh, a, what's it called? inordinate amount. Bob, there's six million police civilian interactions across the country every year. Six million. Yeah. How many? How many end in violence of a police officer on a civilian? Twenty, thirty. Right. So, and and of those, how many? How many times is a black person? Half get killed. Half, right? And 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 last there year, are more white people that get killed. By last year there were nine people. Last year there were nine. Okay, yeah. nine in six million. I don't have my calculator right. out. That's a small number. Uh, for me, and and again, this is just my own opinion. Yeah. I, and I, I and listen, nine is also though it's a small number. Nine is still too many, as far as I'm concerned. It abs- should be zero. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But I feel in, my impulse is to step further and further back from the from these. Yeah. from these types of conversations to remind everyone yeah. that this is a broader conflict than, than oh, no, how absolutely. things are occurring. Well, and the thing that keeps it on, though, Bob, is the virtue signaling and the media attention given to things like right. LeBron James and the NBA who cancel games in support and protest of the injustice. Right. Hey, guys, stick to your lane, number one. You well, know who? What, Kui Bono. Like, what are they getting out of this? That's what I want oh, to know. You, they're looking what, good. What? What? They're yeah, but, looking good. Uh, I'm thinking there's money involved. Well, of because, course, you know, like, because oh. these guys, these guys want to look good. But, but I'm telling you, okay, these, who, these who, who's selling the division? Google, Facebook. Okay, there you go. Uh, Nike, uh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. these so, guys all make money by the upset. New York Post, I mean, New York Times, Washington Post, okay. LA Tribune, yeah. Chicago Tribune. So advertising revenue is involved MSNBC, in the buzz. CNN, Fox News. Right. They're all getting paid from this, man. Yeah. You right. know? So, so that's right. what's going on. That's the, that's the nonsense that's going on. Right. And this virtue signaling, the protesting, Bruce Arian said it best. Bruce Arian is one of the most progressive football coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he is known for his ability to connect with, develop, nurture, and care for black athletes in particular. He's a white guy. He's an old white guy, same age as me. Mm. He's also the guy the Bears passed on to hire Mark Trestman, too. So <laughs> that says something. But but Bruce Arians is a dude, right? Yeah. And Bruce Arians says his protest makes no difference. It's just nonsense. It's just making noise, you know? And it he goes, if you wanna if you wanna make a difference, use your money. Take action, go do something. But sitting here and running your lips, it's nonsense. Right. So, um, and taking a knee, quote unquote. Oh, well, listen, you know. I'm not even going to go there. Right. Like, whatever you got to, again, this is your First Amendment. I don't have to agree with it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to argue with it, but I don't like it. 
mm-hmm. that's my First Amendment. But right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a big deal about that. Yeah. But these protests, like walking, like not fulfilling on a contract. Mm-hmm. Let's let's say you got a you're an architect, right? Yeah. And you do construction. Yeah. And so I'm the customer, and you show up, and you come to me, and you go, Oh, Mike, you know I can't deliver today because I'm on protest. Yeah. Right. What would that happen? What would you do? What would happen to you? Boom. You guess I'd what, Bob? Trouble. Guess what, Bob? I got another one. Right. See ya. There's a contract. Yeah. You know, or or talk to my lawyer. You know. Right. So I'm sorry. I'm a little fired up about that. No, I I thought you were going to go into the shooter, by the way, but you're you're going to defer that conversation well, until more know, comes out. It, it, there's there's more shoot. You know, because I looked at stuff late last night. No, and it's starting to get very obvious. It's real clear what happened. Yeah. Well, uh, what I do want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge a second person who was killed by the shooter, because he's a true Darwin Award winner. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> he's gonna. I, I don't know, but this this talks to the arrogance of the protesters, right? Right. Because they, they see no consequence to their action. So here's a. Right. A hair bun wearing young man, 26 years old, mm-hmm. uh, with a history of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's abandoned his child, mm-hmm. right? So, because there's a father's child out there, another one. Right. Um, and he's he lives in uh, Milwaukee. Yep. And so, he sees the guy with the AR-15, and he's going to go up to him with a skateboard and hit him with the skateboard. Right. Now, who... Would you ever approach anybody with a... I wouldn't approach anybody with a gun. If it was in their holster, I would still go, hi... How Hello. you doing today? Oh, yeah. yeah, I would. I would <laughs> proceed with caution. And, I would say, but see, you know, if you're woke, and if you're on the side of social justice, and if, well, if you're a brainwashed chooch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, if you're a brainwashed chooch. <laughs> oh, I miss the Italian. Right? Yeah, you would go up to the guy with the AR-15 and hit him with your skateboard. Right. Now, if I have an AR-15 and someone hits me with a skateboard. I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger, but this is a 17-year-old pubescent no, scared it, kid. It actually, not really. This kid, quote unquote, mm-hmm. was there and is on video mm-hmm. protecting. No, I understand when he was there. Various businesses. No, he was he was he was scrubbing off um and he was graffiti. It, scrubbing yeah. off graffiti. No, he had a first aid kit with him. He was oh. helping people who were hurt. Mm-hmm. He's clearly he was clearly getting out of the way and running away from people trying to attack him without turning the gun on them. No, I know. He only actually defended himself. And it's very clear. No, I So I I I I, 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 I pray that the guy's exonerated based on the obvious evidence, but yeah. you know what? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But what I what I do know is there's an AR-15 and there's a skateboard. Which one are you vote which one are you going to pick? Yeah, so yeah, right. anyway, we're going to have to take a break. This is Gimme Shelter appropriate for this last part of the discussion. Yeah. We'll be back in two minutes, everyone. This is Mike and Bob. This is Into the Gap. Thank you all. Hey, we're back. <laughs> oh, dude. This, who is this? This is Uncle Cracker, No Time to Be Sober, my favorite song. When I look back and think of the whole COVID thing, I'm going to be thankful because of this song. Did he write this before this? Oh. He wrote it right when it happened. Oh, okay. It's awesome, man. It's you got cool. it. You I never heard it. I got to hear it. You got to listen to it. It's never unbelievable. It. It's a great song. Cool. Hey, so listen, this is Mike and Bob. We're back. This is Into the Gap. This is our last show, people. This is our last show. Yep. And uh, we're going to go to the next segment. I'm going to acknowledge a little bit, but I'm really, I really want, I'm so thankful you're here, man. Thank you. I, I couldn't imagine doing a last show without really you. I appreciate it. You know? And it's not really going to be the last show per se. It's just the no. last time we're going to do a show on In WCGO this, for a right. while. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Uh, this third segment, what I want to talk about. I want to talk, we just completed the GOP convention. 
And I want to talk about, I don't think there's any way to describe what's going on in this country better than look at what went on in the GOP convention versus what went on with the Democrat convention. Yeah. It was like, wow. It's like two yeah. different worlds. Yeah. And what was most remarkable, almost, every, I, I didn't watch much of the GOP convention. I actually watched more of the Democrat because it, I just couldn't stop watching the, it was like watching sausage being made. Um but what the Democrat? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But the GOP convention. Every time I watched it, I was inspired. I thought Melania Trump was amazing. Yep. Um, and then what I would do for fun mm-hmm. for a short period of time is I would turn over to MSNBC. Yeah. And listen to Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid. Oh my God. That it was like what I got really. What, cl- what did they? What they did they succeed in throwing barbs at whatever they? Were? Well, they would just attack everything. But what I was clear on is what they were watching and what I saw. We're completely two different things. Right. And, and that says a lot about the condition in the world right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I watch it. <laughs> First of all, the whole Zoom thing and the wearing of masks. So let, let me just get, let me tell you what. So after Trump's speech, right, <laughs> which I thought was a really good speech, a little too long, but a little, but a good speech. Yeah. Do you know what the first two things Joy Reid and Rachel Maddow talked about. No, this is great, by the way. Please. Social distancing and fear masks. Fear masks? Well, masks. Masks. Oh, yeah. but in other words, why didn't people have masks Why on? didn't more people have masks why on? Why weren't they separate? And, and Because their job, their job, Rachel and Joy's job, yeah. is to manage the mob. Right. It's unbelievable. That's like that's like that's the whole their job. That's like the mob whole, management. The whole hysteria of yeah. the Sturgis thing, right? Yeah. Like people were putting stuff on on uh, social media, and it was coming yeah. to my page. Yep. That would talk about like who, what kind of selfish jerk would go to Sturgis? Right. Yeah. Right. Passing the disease to exactly. innocent people. And and I actually had people reach out to me personally and go. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Like, you know, you speak motorcycle. Could you explain it to me? And I'm like, yeah, if you want, if you can listen, I'll tell you. And then I saw this. And so the numbers are in. Yep. 460,000 people attended Sturgis. Yep. About normal, a little less than, it was the 80th anniversary. Mm-hmm. They probably would have, should have been bigger. Yeah. But that's over the three-week period. Yeah. You know, the week before, the week after, and the week of. And um, so 460 approximation yep. right, attended. Uh, do you know what the... Uh, the disease count is, <laughs> oh gosh, one hundred and three. There you go. So one hundred three p- people allegedly uh, contracted the disease while in Sturgis. Yeah. So if you run the numbers, because JB Pritzker loves to run numbers, and we got to honor his thing, right? Yeah. So that's point zero two three percent. Right. So it's yeah. But look, let's be let's be clear. Yeah. Being obese does put you at a high risk, and that man is obese. <laughs> yeah, you think? Okay. Get him some cupcakes, people. I mean, yeah. He's oh he's my. he's just downright puffy. Uh. <laughs> his face is so swollen. I know. He looks like he's going to run out of skin soon. I mean, you would think you, know? you would think I don't get me wrong. I mean, I know we all struggle. I struggle Listen, with all kinds of things. I was 305 at one time, people. I'm 235 now. I'm a slim fighting machine right now, but no. Yeah. I, but yeah. No, I and, get it. You know, and I, I certainly don't feel anywhere near as I want to use the word comfortable with being healthy enough to defend against all these things that we have to well, that, survive or live through or Bob, whatever. What I, what I shared with these people and they were all mostly land Martians that, yeah. you know, were reaching out to me, which yeah. you're familiar with, right? Oh yeah. So I, I said, listen, it, it's all about, remember the distinction that context is decisive. Right? Yeah. Right. So 
when you ride a motorcycle, your context and your relationship to being alive is different than I'm going to say the average person out there. Right? Yeah, right. Because literally every time you get on a motorcycle, your risk of getting annihilated is higher than the average person. Absolutely. Okay. So you you have come to terms, first and foremost, with your mortality. Yeah. And typically when you come to terms with your mortality, it, it requires an inspection into something greater than you. Yep. Right? Yeah. So I'm not I'm not saying that every motorcycle rider is a Christian yeah. by any means. Yeah. But they have some relationship beyond this natural extent of being alive as we know it. Okay? Correct. So so then from there, the other thing is when when you ride a motorcycle, you cannot ride a motorcycle from the condition of fear. Right. You actually ride a motorcycle from the condition of being at cause. Right. Right? Yeah. So you so You're not like, gonna succeed in riding the bike and survive unless you have that mindset. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't use your brakes much on a motorcycle. You use your clutch and you use your throttle. Yeah. That's what you use. Right. The brakes brakes are kind of optional. Right. You know, there are some motorcycles that only have one brake. If you're responsible, if you're a responsible rider, quote yeah. unquote, yeah. you won't use your brakes that often. You don't use you, you use won't them, need to. You use them to stop at stoplights and stop signs at right. a destination. Right. Everything right. else is 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 clutch, gear shift yeah. and throttle. Yeah, okay? yeah, makes all sense. So it's a different way of living than the average person who's walking around with a fear mask right. And, right. and you know worrying about what the body count is, right? right? So it's not only that, you're spending an inordinate amount of time outside mm-hmm. because your transportation is mm-hmm. also outside, which then has an innate impact on your immune system. Mm-hmm. Okay? Can I yeah, go, go on? No, I, I was just going to, the fear mask thing, and yeah. I don't know, we talked about this briefly, but I want to throw it out there because it is funny. Yeah. Trader Joe's, yeah. you know, it was already kind of a neo-Marxist store. Right. Now you got everybody wearing masks. Oh, Whole and Fo- people are all over you. Oh. Pull it up over your nose. Whole Foods, uh, yeah. You know. Well, that gets into a whole other thing about me managing your integrity and all that other stuff because <laughs> I'm more righteous. So, yeah. But I, I want to get back to this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the folks who go to Sturgis, right? Yeah. So they're empowered, number yeah, one. Right. They're at cause in the manner of their life. Yeah. They probably have a pretty good immune system. Yeah. And they're they're not they're living their life to be alive, yeah, not to survive, right? As right? individuals, as individual, oh, it's all individuality. It's all because, about individuality because you have a and the right of the individual to be an individual. Of course, by the way. because you have a hundred and fourteen inch V twin V engine sitting between your legs, right? You know, yeah, like. Whatever metaphor you want to make there, go for it. Right. But you are in, it is a sovereign experience, okay? Right, yeah. So that's a different context mm-hmm. than the person who lives in Lincoln Park on the 14th floor who's looking out over the city and viewing the peaceful protest at aghast going, oh, there must be some white supremacists burning down that house, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. because it, otherwise it makes no sense. Right. So so you, when you put people like that together, yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised it was 103. I thought it would be fewer, but you know what? There's always a mutant that gets inside and brings it with them, and so there there will be a bit of a you know a spread or something. But that's life. Yeah, exactly. That's the risk you take. Yeah. And typically, every year at Sturgis, eight people get killed. Wow. Yeah, typically in motorcycle accidents. Oh wow. Yeah. And what was the count this year? I didn't see the count this year, but it's t- it's right. It's usually six or seven, eight, something like that. Wow. Yeah, I've I've wow. witnessed two. And how long is the event? It, it, you know, the, the official event's 10 days. It's wow. it's really it's more like 17. Oh, wow. You know, so. Holy cow. But yeah, but but that's the thing. And so as I look at the backdrop of the 
Democratic convention versus the Republican convention. Yeah. All I saw with the Republican convention, first of all, it was a more diverse. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I saw this guy. I forgot what he was. A, he was an ambassador, mm-hmm. openly gay, Republican guy. And he was, I, I don't even remember his name, but he was inspiring to watch what he was talking about. It was so direct. So boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, boom. Um, Melania well, Trump's speech was remarkable. My take on it is, is, it, it could be a terrific way of registering people on the side of patriotism, yeah. sovereignty, and individuality, and the celebration of all that, which is, aren't you tired of being a victim? Exactly. I mean, the Democratic Convention was all about- A celebration about, of victimness. It was victimhood yeah. personified. Absolutely. And how could anybody be inspired to go to work the next day after watching that? I, I, I thought they were going to hand out- It was out, so terrible. I thought they were going to hand out cyanide t- tablets. But they can't because they gotta they gotta bring out the vote and actually one could argue because the the Democratic Party being a party that has taken God out of its platform. Oh, okay, they've removed God from the platform. No, I know they are pro one worlders, meaning globalist. Okay, they they are pro globalist. Yep, and there are people who believe that we should just you know that don't worry you know humans will get over their sinful nature. Yeah, yes, and we'll use technology to do it. We'll have. We will have order and technology to, to, to uh, in other words, the old saying that I've heard many times, which is, if you don't know, we will teach you. If you cannot, yeah. we will help you. If you will not, we will force you. Yeah. That's their program. Well, what, That's what their you, program. What you're seeing is their pull for compliance, and no one demonstrates the, the demand for compliance more than Comrade Lori Lightfoot, right? Oh. Is there ever been a human being more in over their head in any position in the history of the, life? The city of Chicago is yeah. forever, ever, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. What's, what's going to happen? It's going to be a show. We're going to go back to how it was in it's the early 60s. It's going to become Detroit. It will become Detroit. You know what's going to happen? They're going to have to have like uh, urban farms or something because of all the destruction that's going to occur. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible place. And it's unfortunate because it's it was one of the most beautiful and vibrant cities in the nation. It was, you know, and then at one point, at one point, it really was. And it just gives you an idea, by yeah. the way, about this whole like, this whole thing of comfort and convenience. Yeah, being being, in other words, dwelling solely in the realm of technology and its promises. Yeah, right. Yep, removes us from our critical capacity that we have, even innately. Yeah, to to make an assessment, of, look around and go, well, wait a minute, you know. How long can this last? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, lo- I love your idea of creating dumb cities. I mean, I really do. Yeah. Um, in fact, in fact, when I, when, I, when I got this whole idea of smart appliances yeah. and smart appliances listening to you, watching you and so forth, you know what? I should start the Dumb Appliance Foundation. I think so. No, to, I really- so, so that people go back to appliances that are made to last, yep. have very little technology outside back, of power. I want to touch on craftsmanship for a second when we come back because it's really important. I think there's going to be an opportunity and I think this is something you can leave. Well, listen, we're going to have to take a break in a little bit. Okay. Yep. Um, again, it's our last show. This yep. is uh, Mike and Bob. Keeping that present. Oh my God. And three <laughs> little, three little birds, Bob Marley. I wish oh, nice. I had a Marley right now, man. Wouldn't that be cool if we fired up one in the studio? <laughs> anyway. Well, like, we could do that now, I guess. I nowadays. guess we can. Well, it's legal, man. Yeah. So we'll be back in two minutes, everyone. This is Mike and Bob. This is Into the Gap. This is Thanks, WCGO man. Chicago. Hey, we're back. This is Mike Shirt, Bob Ponarelli, and Into the Gap. And everybody... It's kind of like country western rap. But what this is, is this Kenny Chesney, the name of this song is Noise. Okay. And I particularly wanted to play in this segment, Uh 
because it actually addresses all the noise out there mm. and all the confusion it creates. Yeah. And I invite everybody to just listen to a song. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. Kenny Chesney fan, but it's okay. really pretty good. Nice. And because um, there, there really is a lot of noise going on out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, before we get in it, because I really want to use this segment as an acknowledgement. But uh, we were ending with craftsmanship. Yes. And, and you know, technology is a direct attack on craftsmanship. Uh, intentionally or not? Well, I, I think what it was viewed as is a, um, a productivity increase. Yeah. But the cost has been a loss of craftsmanship. It's and, been, and many, many, many other losses. And then it's all, well, and, and then it's become a loss of manufacturing and all that other stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, we don't have time to get into the, to the level because that would be about a four-hour show and I would go mental. <laughs> but um, this is our last show, man. And I want to I wanna use this time to do two things. I want to I talk about and acknowledge everybody who's been a part of this thing, mostly mm-hmm. the listeners. I really want to acknowledge the people who've been listening because I don't know who it is. Right. I really don't know who right. you are. Yeah, we don't. Um, we we never had the budget to really know who our listeners are. Yeah, and how many there are, and how many there are, and and yeah, who all they 47. are. Forty-seven. I don't. You <laughs> I'm know, kidding. I'm kidding. I I know it's more. You know, no, no, it's more. Yeah, of course. And, it's and more. so I I want to just really thank you and yeah. and wish you nothing but the best uh, for for spending you know a time with us with a couple wacky guys um, listening to. Here's here's you asked why am I doing this? So last week I had Lashawn Ford on. LaShawn Ford is a guy who's a representative who wanted to talk about removing history from the school, from yep. the educational program, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I want to bring this guy on. I want to shred him, right? Right. And I want to do it honorably, but, you know, I'm loaded for bear. Right. And the guy shows up, and he was late because he had a meeting before, and he shows up, uh-huh. and I'm freaking out, and we got technical issues and all this other stuff. The guy comes on, mm-hmm. absolutely most gracious, mm-hmm. intelligent, and cool guy I'd ever talked to. And- mm-hmm. His whole message was taken completely out of context. Why? To create more divide. Mm-hmm. What he said made sense from his subjective reality. His, his, his subjective reality and my subjective reality are different. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't buying everything he was selling. Yeah. But the thought process and the mindset that went into it mm-hmm. was legit and authentic. Right. And if two people communicate authentically, we can always work on a deal. Well, I was going to say, you, you basically yeah. gave one another the space to engage. Exactly. With one another as humans, as yeah. and, and so, one could argue as spiritual beings. By it, the way, well, let's listen. The guy studied for the priesthood. There you go. You know, so the thing I got was this whole thing in the media, like commercial radio, TV, and all this stuff. Yeah, is intended for no other reason than divide and create noise. And I don't want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna we're gonna fire up the podcast again. The mm-hmm. into the gap. Uh, what would we Unfiltered. call it? Unfiltered. Unfiltered. So I get unfiltered. to swear, which is awesome. <laughs> You're not um, supposed to do that. I don't care, but I will. Yeah. You know, because it's unfiltered and it's authentic to who I am. You know, I know I'm not supposed to. Listen, I've had a bunch of discussions with spiritual people about my swearing. Yeah. I'm getting, you know, I got yeah. the okay. You're getting away with it. I yeah. got the okay. All right. okay. I got the okay. I talked to the guy. Okay. I'm good. They're passive, passively uh, going along with you. but No, they're yeah. not passively. It's, <laughs> I got full agreement. There's no passivity going on here, bro. Okay. All right. Uh, but anyway, I want to I want to acknowledge a few folks. I want to acknowledge you. Thank you. Because this was actually your idea. You know? Yep. You're like Well, we came up with it together, but it was I, no, it it you were at the the it was your idea because Oh, I said to you that day, yeah. we're having such profound conversations yeah. that 
very few people get an opportunity to have. We should record these at least, yeah. or they, we should share them. And then one thing led to another. The next thing, we're in a studio with microphones yeah. in, fire, in front of ourselves, yeah. and we're and saying then, stinks. And then you remember, I came up with like Into the Breach, and you're like, um, that's a little too much. We don't want to go <laughs> in. And so we yep. came up with Into the Gap, and, yep. then, and then Cindy found the guy crossing the rocks and yeah. whipped up a, a logo which i think to this day is still a decent logo it's right there bro it's a that's good logo it. yeah a good logo. yeah um so yeah i, I really want to thank you for all of it um My i, I want to thank jason jason has been a great partner he's brilliant he's different than you and similar to you in a lot of ways yeah. he uses bigger he uses even bigger words than you oh he's so most of the time i don't know what the hell either one of you guys are saying right but you know i'm hanging and he's been he's been great and I, I love him and he's become a really good friend. And That's awesome. you know, it's it's been awesome. I want to thank um Will Campbell who sat in for a couple of weeks. Will's a really brilliant guy and a guy I love. And I know he got pissed at me, but um that doesn't matter. Does it doesn't change my love for him, right? Okay. Um I wanna thank uh everybody who was a sponsor for us. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna thank uh from Stan. You know, Stan was a sponsor for a long time. To the mm-hmm. gun guys we had, to yep. uh, 6T, they were a sponsor. Um, uh, Agno was a sponsor. Uh, I'm trying to think who else we had. We had a, we've had a few. And I, I just really want to reach out and say thanks to those guys. Uh, and I want to thank the staff at WCGO, particularly uh, Andy Miles and then our awesome producer now, Nancy. Nancy's been a godsend. She's really cool. She's funny. I, she's I've, she's cute too. I've only you know? known her for just a few moments, and you meet her. I like you, her already. You, you meet, yeah. You don't. And you don't like many people, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you meet Nancy, and you just can't help but love her. I actually end up liking really terrible people. Since you mentioned it, <laughs> and I think you know what I'm talking about. I do. I yeah, do. I end up like falling in love with evil people. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, you might want to look at that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to thank. Um, who else do I want to thank? Um. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I just want to acknowledge people close to me and, and uh, that have hung in there and, and just thank you for the space that's, that's been allowed. Um, I, you know what? I've never done this before, but I, <laughs> this is really hard for me to do. And it's, it's something that's been, um, that I have to do, though, is I want to really give praise to Jesus and to God, you know, for allowing us the, uh, the freedom to say stupid stuff, right? And um, I have never, I've really avoided like putting my faith on my shoulder, you know? Like right. I've been on the down low for a long time. And mm-hmm. given the times we're in, that dog don't hunt anymore, you know? I totally am with you 100%. Yeah. And um, I think it's time that we openly declare Christ's message, yeah, and the, the the importance of the gospel, and why we need to turn to God right now because we've got how many states? Australia and New Zealand yeah. putting people in camps for well, uh, if they have COVID, they put. I yeah. mean, and then you well, know, and and Virginia and other people talking about forced vaccines and everything. And the, the thing that that I really want to address, though. Because when you bring up open Christianity, people get triggered and stuff like that. And yeah. so one of the things I'm going to do is hold to account the charlatans that hide behind religion oh, yeah. to be jerks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and what I want to talk about is what's next. I've got a, a book coming out. Uh, it's not going to be out till next July. And it's called 
man the F up. Okay. <laughs> Restoring responsible masculine leadership in America. And it's going to be a great book. And that's actually why I'm leaving and, and shutting it's, this down is because I'm going to put that. Sounds like a great book. I'm going to put all my attention into that. Yep. And I have remarkable publisher. The deal's not quite signed yet, mm -hmm. but the podcast is intended to be a support structure for that. And that's mm -hmm. really what I'm really dedicating this next part of my life for. And it's, um, it's, it's important. It's important work because one of the things that I think has happened is men have abdicated their role. And that's how we started the show. We were talking, this was about a men in leadership show. Mm -hmm. We've kind of drifted away a little bit from it, but at the core, that's what's informed us. And so it's really about, and, and at first I was like ticked off at men. They just don't know. They just don't know. And right. so, you know, anyway, that's what's I, next. I want to thank you. Thank you, for man. For <laughs> the stand that you are for the show being in existence. Yeah. And that you've been and you've held it up and it's awesome. Thank you, brother. I, I want to thank my my wife and my my people who, the people who accept me unconditionally. Yeah. And I think you're one of those people, Mike. Yeah, man. Thank you. Well, so I do. Thank you, and I thank all our listeners. All right, we got to roll. Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. 